All right. Amen. It is good to be here tonight. And uh, we do love Brother Gravely and church here. And we've had, I, I tell you what, uh, there's never been a time that I've uh, heard Brother Gravely preach and, and Lord didn't stir in my heart something. And uh, I appreciate that. And you got a good man of God. And uh, he's got a good name all over the nation. And uh, we, uh, you ought to praise the Lord for that. And uh, Bible Baptist Church has a good name. Amen. And uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28. I just want to give you a simple thought tonight. And uh, we've been vacation Bible school all weekend. Amen. And uh, we're excited about being here. It's a privilege and an honor. And uh, I'm scared to death. Amen. I was so scared I let my wife drive part way and then I realized that wasn't working. <clears throat> and so we had to switch. And uh, now I'm even more nervous than what I was before. But uh, Matthew 28, yeah, um, we were at Brother Brock's, and Brother Gravely came to me and said, and, and I asked him, I said, now you have me down for our youth rally dates, and he started looking through his, his phone and, and got to our youth rally dates, said Emmanuel Baptist Church, and I thought, oh man, nope, that ain't going to work, <laughs> that's not me, and he said, yeah, I got you right here, <laughs> said, no, that's not us, and he said, well, I'll, this is you. And I said, well, we'll change the name of the church if we have to, but I need you to come to, come to youth rally, amen. Um, but Matthew chapter 28, it is good to be here. Thank you, Brother Gravel, for the opportunity. It's a blessing. And um, why don't you stand with me for reading of God's word. <clears throat> I want to um, begin reading in verse number 16, read through the end of the, the chapter and the end of the book. Matthew 28, verse number 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Let's pray to Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you bless this time together. Lord, I ask that you would more calm my nerves and... God, just help me to preach with power tonight. God, I need you. I realize how weak I am. But God, I also realize how strong you are. God, I ask that you'd help us tonight. Speak to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm interested in the last three words of verse 17, but some doubted. You know, I don't know how it is here, but in the last couple of years at our place, we've had a lot of doubt that's went on. Doubt that what we've been preaching is, is right. Doubt that what we've been doing in the church house is right. It's almost as if you watch things that are going on in our nation and there's a whole lot of people that are doubting. Amen. And a lot of it rightfully so. Amen. We ought to doubt some of that junk. But we find in this portion of scripture that these disciples have showed up this day. At the time appointed, Jesus has said, I'll meet you there and and they are confronting a risen Savior. Now, it's amazing to me in the timing of this doubt. We're not talking about a time before he's been, you know, come up victorious out of the grave. We're not talking about, in this portion of Scripture, a time where he has um, 
let them down. We're talking about a time where now, visibly in front of them, they are serving a risen Savior. Visibly in front of them, Jesus is alive forevermore. And visibly in front of them, things have went on now that had never happened before. And now these disciples are looking at their Savior. They're looking at their Master. They're looking at really the best friend they ever had. And he's alive today. And we find in this verse, though, that even though that took place, some doubted. Now, look, I know we give Thomas a bad rap, but the Bible here says, but some doubted. Amen. We're King James. Amen. But some doubted. It wasn't just Thomas doubting. There was, there was a crew of them that were doubting. There, there, was a, there was more than just one doubting on this day. And what they had was the timing of the doubt to me is very strange. It's very odd to me that they're looking at Jesus Christ uh, alive and yet they are doubting him. But can I say that it's pretty odd to me that there's a lot of people in churches today that they're doubting him. And we'll shout it out on Easter Sunday and we'll say we serve a risen Savior and we'll talk about how good our risen Savior is. And yet, when times are getting tough and when the trials of life come, when temptation comes our way, we wonder and we doubt that God still is who he claims to be. The timing of the doubt is strange. Let me say this by way of introduction, the temptation of the doubt. It's there. I mean, look, here, here it is. I mean, these disciples, yes, they're in front of a risen Savior, but remember this, that he is also telling them that uh, no longer physically he'd be there with them. Now, we understand he's always there, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but he is literally telling them he's no longer going to be their preacher, if you will. He's no longer going to be walking side by side them physically in the flesh, if you will. Now, they, it is their time to go do something for him. Listen, that's a scary time. It's a scary time when now your faith needs to turn into action. It's a scary time when now God tells you to do something. I, I often say this, and I don't even know where I heard it from. It may have been your preacher, amen. But I, I say this to our church a lot. God will not do the supernatural when the natural will do. I mean, look. Yes, I thank God for a supernatural God. I thank God when he steps in and when he calms the storms in life. And I thank God when he, when he does the miraculous. And I thank God when he heals the blinded eyes. And I thank God when he does all those things. But there is times that God says, hey, the natural do right here. Why don't you get to work? Amen. Hey, Peter, you go preach. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. Hey, you go do what I've commanded you to do. Yes. Understand the temptation was there to doubt. And listen, I realize there's temptation to doubt in us. We live in a wicked world. It's evil. And look, look it, it's not getting any better. It's, it's scary. It is. It's downright scary. I don't know if it's around here, but we have in our schools at home, it's, it's infiltrating all, even our small schools, and I'm from the middle of nowhere. These boys and girls that think they're cats. Now, we laugh at that, but how wicked is it? Amen? And I giggle at it too. It's crazy. But it's wicked. Somebody should have told them they're fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody should have told them that Jesus loves them. Now, we live in a day where my kids are growing up in a, in a, in a world that's foreign to me. It's not, not the world that I grew up in. And there's a temptation to doubt. But let me say this. There's also the testimony of these doubters. Don't get down when you doubt. The best of the best doubted. 
Amen? I mean, look. The best of the best doubted. We're, we're not even talking. Judas is not even in this crowd. Amen? I mean, we're talking about the ones that turned the world upside down. We're talking about the ones that uh, brought the gospel to the whole world. We're talking about the ones that God would use and God touched. And we're talking about the ones that God ministered to and that God walked side by side with. We're talking about the ones that witnessed the feeding of 5,000, that witnessed the blinded eyes being touched. And we're talking about the ones that were there when all the many miracles of the Bible happened. He, they were there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. They were there when Mary Magdalene, that God uh, touched her. They were there when the maniac Gadara, God touched him and sent out the demons. They were there. The testimony of the doubters. So let's also do this. Let's take our halos off and let's realize there's times that we doubt. Can God? You ever ask that question? Is he able to save my lost loved one? Is, is this one too far gone? Is he able to bring the prodigal back? Is this one too far gone? Is God listening to my prayers? Will God ever use me? We doubt. I mean, every now and then it's good to just take our halos off and just set them to the side and realize we're no better than these disciples. And there's times that we doubt. I find the testimony of the doubters, but let me say this, I also find the transgression of the doubt. It is sin to doubt. Without faith, it's what? Is that right? It's impossible. Impossible to please him. They, they sung it earlier, right? I just want to please the Lord. Be in his will in every way. And yet we find that there's an awful lot of people, they are doubting him. They're doubting that he can do what he claimed to do. They're doubting that, uh, that what happened here uh, in the stories of the Bible, in the, in the accounts of the Bible, that God can do it in our life. We're doubting that God can perform the miracles of the Bible in our life. We're doubting that God can save the souls that he did in the Bible in our life. We're, we're doubting God and understand this. There is a temptation of doubt, but understand it is transgression to doubt. We ought to have some faith in him. But let me say this, and this is what I want to get to. Here's the message. How to triumph over the doubt. Look, we're not going to get anything done if we're doubting him. Y'all probably seeing it here. There's no need to doubt him now. Look, we've, we've come too far in this thing. I told the church this morning, we ought to just go ahead and finish well. Trumpet's going to sound here soon. We're going to get out of here. There's no reason to quit on him. There's no reason to stop. There's no reason to back up. There's no reason to slow down. In fact, the matter is we ought to put, be putting the, the foot to the pedal. We ought to be pressing down that thing, going just as fast as we can go, serving God just as, just as much as we can serve him. And we find in these scriptures here, in just these few verses here, Jesus uh, gives them some, some answers on how to triumph over their doubt. And that's what I want to preach for just a couple minutes here, and we'll be done. Let me just show you from God's word in verse 18. The Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, Now I love how the, the Bible is, is, is just so real right here, because I can picture it in my mind. Obviously, brother, Jesus knew that these men were doubting. Right? I mean, Jesus knew. That, that these men were doubting him. 
But he also knew, listen, he also knew what he had planned for them. He also knew what was coming in the book of Acts. Right? He also knew what he, what he had in store for them. And he, he wanted them to understand, them watching him die on the cross wasn't going to be the worst thing ever happened to them. Amen? He, he wanted them to understand, hey, you're going to go through some things. But I also have a plan for you. I also have a will for you. I also want you to do something for me. I also want to touch you and I want to guide you. And I want you to do something big for me. I don't want you to stop now. So Jesus stepped forth on that day. He says, now fellas, I want you to listen real closely. He says, first of all, I want you to realize the power is still there. Notice what he says, verse 18. He says, all power. All power is given, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Notice what he says in heaven and in earth, because he's telling them I'm going to heaven. Amen? But it's still in earth. I'm not so far away that I can't touch you. I'm not so far away that I can't move. And what he says on this day is he says, fellas, now there's really no need in you doubting me. There's really no need in you thinking I can't do anything. The same hands that touched the blinded eye, the same voice that called Lazarus forth. Hey, understand this. The same power is still there. I still have all the power I've ever had. I've never lost any power. And can I say in 2022, he still has all the power he's ever had. He's still victorious. He's still the winner. Listen, we serve a risen Savior. We still are on the winning side. Understand that's my Jesus. He loves me tonight. And understand he still has all the power he's ever had. What are we doing doubting him? I mean listen for the last couple years you've heard sob stories in churches. It's because we've doubted him. He's still in control. Amen. He's st- listen the world still turns because he allows it to. He's still in control. He's not lost any power. Y'all with me tonight? Listen, there's no need to doubt him now. Hey, his, his saving power can still save your lost loved one. His saving power can still bring back your lost loved one. His saving power can still touch your lost loved one. Hey, his power can still bring back the prodigal. His power can still bring back the backslidden. Understand this, he's still working in churches today. He's still working all around the world today. He's still saving souls today. He's still healing folks today. His power is still there. There's no need to doubt him. There's no need to doubt him. His power is still there. I want you to notice verse 19. It says, go ye. Boy, we shouted out on the power still there. But boy, when you get to verse 19, and you find the, find the plan is still timely. I'm glad... I serve a God that's not confusing. Notice he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Listen to me. He says, fellas, here's here's the bottom line. You don't have to doubt me because the power is still there. But you also don't have to doubt me because the plan is still timely. What he tells these men is, what you've seen me do, go do it. It still works. And can I say, 
that exactly what he taught those men and exactly what those men did in the book of Acts, it all still works today. There's no reason to change our churches. There's no reason to change our Bibles. There's no reason to change our preaching. There's no reason to change our singing. There's no reason to change our standards. There's no reason to change the way that we worship. Understand this, it all still works. The plan is still timely. And Jesus showed up on that day and said, fellas, there's no reason to doubt me. Everything that I've ever taught you, everything that I've ever done in front of you, you just keep on doing it. You just stay on that path. You just stay in the old time way. You just stay the way that I've taught you the plan is still timely and listen to me friend door knocking still works old time preaching still works old time singing still works listen to me friend the plan is still timely Jesus has not changed he stepped forth on that day and looked at these disciples who were full of doubt not unlike a lot of us I mean look Preacher, in the last couple of years, I mean, when this COVID stuff hit, this pandemic, amen, how many churches worried how we're we going to pay the bills? How many churches got nervous because some of the crowd didn't come back? By the way, it's probably a good thing some of them didn't come back. Amen. Better spirit in the place. It's okay. Amen. They're not watching. Amen. Hey, if they won't show up to church now, they ain't watching now either. But listen to me. The plan still works. It's still timely. It's still right on time. Everything that this book teaches still works in 2022. He's not changed. Listen, and he's not going to change. Listen, what we ought to just do is keep on doing the last command, which is go, until we hear the next command, which is come up hither. Amen. Just keep on serving him. Just keep on going out and telling folks about Jesus. Just keep on going out and worshiping Jesus. Just keep on going out, as the brother said earlier, and just just, just overflow with Jesus. Just, just tell everybody you can about Jesus till he comes back and tells us to come up hither. Amen. The plan's still timely. But let me say this. I'm going to hurry. But in verse number 20, look with me. The last bit it says, Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. I, I want to say this. I like the fact that his power is still there. And I, I, I like that part. I like preaching it. I like talking about his power. Now, I don't necessarily like the part the plan is still timely because nobody, listen, amen. I mean, we're, we're selfish people. We wish we could just snap our fingers and everything just work out the way it needs to. But you still got to go. But I am thankful that as the plan is still timely, his promises are still true. <laughs> he says, lo, I'm with you all way. I thought about this story. I don't even know what time it is. All right, it's 6 o'clock. Yeah. Look, I'm, uh, it is 6 o'clock right here. Um, I thought about this story. I don't even know where I heard it. There's a little boy, about 10 year old, 
He went hunting with his daddy. Gavin likes to hunt. He's my son back here. He killed a good nine point this year. Amen. But he's going out squirrel hunting. Had his little 22 there. <clears throat> his daddy brings him out. They get in the middle of the woods. His daddy says, son, sit right here at the foot of this oak tree. And he says this. He says, now, son, I won't be far, and I'll be back to get you. Boy sits there at the foot of the oak tree. A little bit of time passes, and you know how it is. Noises in the woods start going on. Some of you big boys know how that is. Amen. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he hears, hoo, hoo, and he looks up, and he thinks it's a monster, but it's just an owl. Then he gets settled back down, hears something running through the woods, and he thinks, of course, that it's some kind of a, you know, ghost or something coming after him, amen? But it's just a deer coming through the woods. By this time, he's worked himself up into just a fright, and he's upset, and it's starting to get dark. And every, everybody that hunts knows when it starts to get dark, the noises get louder, Amen? especially for a little 10-year-old boy. As it's starting to get dark, as time is drawing nigh, big tears start to flow down his cheeks. And he's scared. He's just sitting there shaking. And about that time, he feels a hand on his shoulder. He looks up, and it's his dad. His dad looks at the tears falling down and says, Son, what are you crying for? He said, Daddy, you're not going to believe it. There was a loud noise over here. I mean, it turned out to be an owl, but, but boy, it scared me. And then, then there was something running in the woods, and I thought it was some kind of monster coming out to get me. It turned out to be a, a deer. And, Daddy, it's getting dark out here. The sun's gone. I, it, I'm scared, Daddy. And his dad looks at him and says, Son, I was just on the other side of the tree. <laughs> hey, church, listen to me. Just because you can't always feel him. And just because you can't always see him doesn't mean he went anywhere. Lo, I'm with you always. Hey, church, listen. This time is drawing near. It's getting dark. Sun's setting. Look around you. We don't have much time left. But don't you think he's went anywhere? He's always been right there. Just because you may go through a valley and you say, where is he at? Don't you think he's winning where? He's still right there. Sometimes you go through those silent zones and you wonder, is he really there? But he's always been right there. He's not went anywhere just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not he's winning anywhere. And understand, his promises are still true today just like they were in the Bible. There's no need to doubt him now. Hey, I, I realize it's a scary time. It is. It's scary, it's scary to think my kids are going to grow up in this world. If, if Jesus tarries, that's scary. But there's no need to doubt him. He's still just as real. He's still just as powerful. He still wants to use young men. He still wants to use missionaries. He still wants to use preachers. He still wants to use churches. He still wants to see folks saved. Listen, he wants to see folks saved more than you do. And until we hear the trumpet sound, work, keep going. It's not time to stop. 
His power is still there. The plan is still timely. And his promises are still true. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you'd use this message. God, that you would, Lord, use it to be a help to somebody. Lord, thank you for this good church. Lord, I ask that you'd be with invitation, whatever the preacher wants to do. God, I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Preacher.